Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Wake Up With Wesley. I'm Wesley, and you guys, I'm sitting here today with Leanna, the gem goddess from YouTube, and I'm kind of just like a little bit fangirling. Me and Abby, Abby, my assistant producer, we're freaking out. You're here. I'm so happy Aww, you're here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be on here. It was I, so nice to meet you both. I know, man. Well, we're a little excited. We honestly had to like get our wiggles out like a, like a little preschool kid. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. We're interviewing her. We're so excited because we've devoured your content. And here's the thing. I'm just going to introduce you a little bit and let you rally. But you are like this megastar on YouTube. You started pulling tarot for the collective. And here's the thing. People call you Jem. I'm going to call you Jem because it's like what I refer to you in my mind. But um, you have this way of doing it that is different than anyone else that I've ever witnessed online. Like you have this way of interweaving your ideology, like the tech behind tarot. I feel like you're pulling cards and that's always interesting, but you help me learn the method methodology behind it as you pull. It's really unique. I think it's why you have almost a million followers. I think everyone is kind of attracted to your vibe. And I'm just super into you. Like, I think you're doing a really good job online doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been like such a journey so far. And tarot has so much depth that even to this day, I mean, I've been doing tarot for over 15 years now, and I still learn new things all the time because as I learn a little bit more about psychology, a little bit more about spirituality and and all sorts of different things, it all ties into the tarot, which is a really cool thing. So I think it's just such a well-built tool for like guidance and going deeper within your own like subconscious and Mm -hmm. to be able to learn about the world more too. So it is a fascinating, fascinating subject to me. Well, this is why I'm so attracted to you is I actually, this is like question number one, because here's the thing, Jim, I don't get it. I'm telling you right now, like I, I've experienced tarot card readings by professionals where I have cried. Like it's so real. It is so custom to my life that I cannot deny that there's something real about it, but I don't understand the energy behind tarot. How is it real? Like I, what is, what do you think? Like how do, how is it so accurate to people's lives when it's just pulling freaking cards out of a deck? So there's a couple different things that I've kind of like come up with in my mind. And it's still something that fascinates me because I'm all into the mystical and all into the unexplained. And it's something that's still in science to this day can't really be explained. But there's a lot of things in our world like that. And we can't just like discard them and be like, oh, it's not real then. Because obviously there is there's something to it because mm-hmm. it can be incre- incredibly accurate. Um, one of the things that I kind of equate to why tarot is probably so accurate is Um, they've done these tests before with people when they would like place images up on the screen and they also had uh, people's brains on some electrodes or something where they could read like their thoughts Um, and it seemed like people would get a reaction of the image like a couple milliseconds before it actually showed up on the screen so it's almost like people's brains were registering what it was prior to even showing up Um, so that was a really interesting sort of study and it kind of opened up this world about okay it does our human intuition kind of know things slightly before it happens. Mm -hmm. And I think we are drawn to certain things and our world is always reflecting back to us, our subconscious mind, whether that be in our relationships or with other things in our mind, like seeing symbols, seeing numbers in different areas, we pick up on certain stuff, right? And so whenever we're doing 
like a tarot reading or something, we're going to be drawn to certain cards versus other ones, especially when we focus on different topics. There might be a card that you're really drawn to. And even though you don't see the image that's on the other side of the card, you might be like, for some reason, when I'm asking about like, am I going to find love this year? I'm drawn to this card right here. And you pull it out and it'll have a message for you. And tarot has so many different layers as well. And I really feel like we're sensitive beings. We can feel energies. And I really feel like everyone has this ability, whether or not that you believe that you're, you know, psychic or not. I believe everyone has that ability because um, we can all walk into a room, for example, and there might not be anybody in that room, but we can almost feel whether or not that there was like a happy interaction that recently ha- that recently happened in that room, or if there was like a crazy bad reaction. So like somehow we can kind of feel that that energy. It almost like leaves like an imprint for a little while. And so we can feel energies behind stuff. So the tarot, because it has particular images that you can correlate to so many different things subconsciously, I feel like we can almost feel the energy of that. So when we're seeking an answer, whether that be about our future, whether that be about something else, we can kind of feel into it and then pull up that card and be like, oh, there's there's my answer. And a lot of the times we'll feel it resonate. And the reason why it resonates is because deep in your core, you kind of feel the truth to that. Yeah. You can see how that applies to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's it's like a technology. And it was this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like resistant to this. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the, It's so funny to me because when I had my own spiritual awakening, I was like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. never going to be the girl that's like, living my life by the stars and the Zodiac and freaking cards. And here I am (laughs) a decade later and I'm like, okay, I'm really vibing with like the stars and the cards right now. Like I have my own voice recorded being like, you guys, don't be like uh, the moon says you're going to have a hard day. Don't believe it. Like just make it, make it a good day. And now I'm totally like eating my words because it's real to me in this I cannot believe what a about face I've made, but it's because I've experienced this in a real way where I couldn't deny the truth behind it all. There's something there. Okay, here's what I want to ask you about this. So I have done your video where you correlate tarot to the Zodiac and you do a little math thing and you get these numbers that correlate to cards. So what I think is interesting about you is the way that you work in numerology into the into the tarot card readings and it can tell you so much information about who you're working with based on your zodiac card. So like for me, I'm the um the lover and the death card. Like that's my combination. Can before we get any further, can you kind of explain that really fast how like every single human it can correlate to two to three cards in the tarot deck. Right. Do you mean the lover and the devil card? Because I yes. know that those two. Yes, those two lover correlate. and the yeah. devil. Yes. I, well, maybe, I, yeah. maybe death felt better, but the freaking devil? Like, that's freaky. Yeah. Why? Well, the lover and the, the devil is actually... The devil's actually one of my favorite cards and I, I'm not like into like the devil or anything, but in tarot, it's like, um, just, just to make that clear. Uh, but like in the tarot, the devil actually doesn't correlate to like, you know, how other people would interpret the devil. Mm-hmm. In tarot, it's actually a very, very like interesting card because it talks about illusions and how we can fall into certain illusions. And so when we have the lovers and the devil, a lot of the times people can like mix up love for something else. So sometimes we can love something that's actually toxic for us. And that's something that the devil 
brings up, which is something that's very important. That's also why it's correlated with the lovers, because we can sometimes get an attachment. We can form an attachment to something, which is like the lovers. So maybe we're forming an attachment to um, binge eating bad food. And although it provides us comfort, it provides us a sense of kind of a bit of love, but it's not actually love. You're not loving yourself when you're like putting a bunch of bad food into your body. It's actually toxic. So that's the devil. It's like the illusion of something that's good because the devil's like oh yes follow follow this this mm-hmm. cu- keep coming my way and it's mo- it's more of a trap right and sometimes we can fall in love with somebody who maybe we have a toxic relationship with that person but we're so attached and that's that devil card it talks about those things so i actually i love that card because i feel like whenever that comes up in a reading it's something that somebody really needs to hear and it's something that's so transformative because once you once you kind of get that confirmation we all kind of feel things underneath, right? Sometimes when we're in a toxic relationship, we like we know it deep down inside, but yeah. we don't want to admit that because we love to put the veil on and be like, no, I'm in something that's great. It's going to turn out great. you know. And so it's a really nice wake-up call when that card comes up. So I actually really love that card. Um, but to answer your question about birthdays, so um, there's numerology in in birthdays. So we have a specific numerology in the year. So for example, I'm born in June, so it's the sixth month. I'm born on the eighth, so it's the the number eight. And then you add that to your year and you get specific numbers. Mm -hmm. So um, basically when you add that all up, it correlates to different tarot cards in the major arcana. And you can correlate that to your life because life path numbers and numerology, numbers mean certain things and they Mm -hmm. kind of represent your core energy and your desires and sort of a bit about your purpose in this lifetime. And then having the tarot, the tarot just adds a new depth to those numbers as well. It is like freaking fascinating because when you were just talking about like the lover and the devil you are explain you don't know me you don't know my story you don't know like that can perfectly sum up the last 35 years of my life where I am such a freaking lover I love the underdogs I love the hurting people and I just I go to them and I think that I can love them so so much that it will like help them fix them help them be seen and then it ends up just killing me like repeatedly. So that is like, it's almost, um, like a marker, like a warning and a a beautiful acknowledgement of your soul at the same time. Like here's who you are. Here's like the things that are going to keep continually coming up for you because it's in the stars, man. Like this is, it's, it's in the stars of my DNA, my, my soul makeup. And it is so interesting that like that has been a particular thing that has always popped up in my life. And now that I know this, this is what tarot is for me. Like it's giving me an opportunity to look at things, dissect them and watch for the warning signs in a different way. And if when I didn't believe it, I just, I thought it was so fake. I don't know why I thought it was so fake, but now that I have that and I can look back and see, okay, this is exactly how my life has always been. And it is no longer how I want to live. It is like a warning for me. I cannot do that anymore. But the the beautiful thing also about being like uh, the devil and the lovers is uh, you will kind of go through deeper experiences with breaking out of certain chains in your life. Mm. So the devil's about you know, the breaker of chains. It's almost like, I like to look at it as like Daenerys from uh, Game of Thrones. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that. Yes, I uh, am the mother of dragons. Yes. I relate to her. Yes. <laughs> you're the breaker of chains. And so that is basically what that correlates to. And it's interesting that you're really um, into sort of helping people because the devil and the lovers is is about that. And um, But the only way to learn how to help people is once we learn how to help us, help ourselves and when we go through those situations personally, because that's when we learn how to help people. And so for you... 
um, having those cards, your whole kind of like life mission is about relationships, helping people, transforming people so that they can become the lovers rather than be stuck in illusions. Mm. So that's like one of those one of those big things. So I can see why you probably have a uh, a desire to help people because that is specifically what a lot of those people with the lovers and the devil are really into. I mean, it is in me. I try to shove this down, but it like comes up like barf. Like I'm like, oh, I can't help myself. I got to get it out. <laughs> so I'm really curious. What are you? Um, I am the magician, the wheel of fortune and the sun card. So you're so, the special three. Yeah. You have three. Yeah. Yeah. That's, cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Do you identify with those cards yourself? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. So um, what does that tell yeah. you about you? So for me, um, I'm a life path number one, which correlates to the magician card and also the wheel of fortune and, um, the sun. But for me, I notice a lot of like the magician energy because I am somebody who loves to like do something that's new, something that's like not been figured out yet or figuring out how to manifest. Like I love talking to people about manifestation and the the magician is all about manifesting. Hmm. But the magician is really interesting because um, in our world, we we see like, oh, success is correlated to having resources and having connections or having money and all these different things. But the magician is about being resourceful rather than having resources. And it's the card that kind of says you have everything you need within you to make anything happen. And that's something that I really believe. I believe that anybody's capable of anything. And we even can look at stories of people who've come from like absolutely nothing and have created an entire like world for themselves where they are so abundant and they're living their absolute dream life. And so that's something that I'm like really into. And that's something that the magician is all about. And the wheel of fortune is all about changing your fate. And I'm like, yes, we're in control of our fate. So even though I do astrology with which a lot of people correlate astrology to reading your destiny, reading your fate, and you can't change it because it's all faded. But the, the interesting thing, the way that I look at astrology is it's sort of like a blueprint of the energies that we'll be working with, but it Mm. doesn't restrict us. It doesn't mean that we can't do something. It's more of like the lessons that we have to go through and sort of it's like the energetic filter, as you could say, that's like on our world and um, our natal chart, which is basically looking at the stars um, and how they were when you were born. That's sort of like your own unique identity, but it doesn't mean that you cannot grow outside of that. It doesn't mean that you're always wow. going to have certain issues because we also do have progressions in astrology too, and mm-hmm. they they can um, reveal how we grow. But it's we're again we're not like bound to it. We're not stuck to it. So even though it's very accurate, it's very accurate on the energies that we'll be facing. It depends how we choose with our free will how to face those things, how to get over those obstacles. You know, there's some some people who can like look at a brick wall and they say, well, that's it. I'm done. I can't get over that. And there's some people that'll look at that and be like, time to build a ladder, time to get over it and keep going, you know? <laughs> so it's like how you approach card. it. You change. Yes. Okay. I get yes. that. I hear that. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. And then the, yeah. what did you say? The last one was Yeah. So the sun card is um, positivity, optimism. It's also a rebirth as well, which I'm very much into transformation, rebirths, bringing out your inner child to like just have fun and be optimistic even through kind of like the darker times in life. So that is the correlation of of those three cards. I mean, it kind of, it's your vibe. I see it. You were talking about manifestation. Okay, Jim, you have the coolest, I just want to tell the audience, like just go to your YouTube channel because there is like 
I mean, I don't know how many videos, so many videos, but you talk specifically. This is a tangent, but I got to go here because I'm so interested in it. Um, so this is something I do and I've never talked about publicly because I'm like, okay, this one's kind of funny, but I it's believe <laughs> in this one so much. The water manifestation. Like your morning yes. routine, you do water manifestation and I'm a water freak. I'm a water snob. Like I don't drink water with fluoride. I have the cleanest water in the world. And then I also use water manifestation. So can you just quickly, I'm sorry to like veer off here, but I know this is so interesting. Can you explain what that is? Yes. So um, it all starts with Dr. Emoto. Mm -hmm. um, and he was very interested in water and the structure of water. And he wanted to figure out if water could change its kind of like structure. You know how, um, for example, when it snows, each snowflake has a unique different pattern. And it kind of shows like the crystalline structure of water. He was curious, like, do different emotions kind of affect the structure of water and how it forms in crystalline patterns? And so he did an experiment where he took water and it was all from the same source. It all started the same way. And he put words, different words on them. And he also did this with um, playing different music to them. And then he would basically, um, I think, freeze it. So it would turn into its crystalline structure. And then he would kind of look at it and see kind of what forms it was making. Like under a microscope, was, right? Yeah, exactly. And and um, it was very interesting. You could even look up images on this online. If you just type in Dr. Emoto water experiment, uh, water experiment, um, you'll see all the different images and what came out of certain words. So words like love, gratitude had these beautiful crystalline, like geometric, um, sacred geometry kind of like patterns. Um, but then words like hate or disgust or things like that were all just like mangled. They didn't even form like a pattern by any means. It kind of just looked like this mangled, like blah. Like chaos. And, um, yeah, exactly. And music was doing the same thing. So music, like classical music, was making beautiful patterns. And then something like heavy metal that was all about like raw and like scream, screaming stuff, which I mean, I've listened to that stuff before, but like um, it had not a very good pattern to it. So he noticed this like crazy correlation with it. And he even did, this is another like really interesting exper experiment that's worth saying, because this is one you can also do in your own house if you're interested in trying out this experiment yourself, but you don't have equipment. Um, he also took two or three rice jars. Mm -hmm. He put rice into three different jars, just like uncooked rice, and then put a bit of water into each of them. And there was one rice jar that he would say, I love you to every day. And then there was another jar where he said, I hate you to that jar. And then another jar that he just completely ignored. Um, and he wanted to know what would happen after 30 days. So after 30 days, he comes back and checks them out. And he looks at the rice jar that he said, I love you to. And it was like just pure rice still. Nothing much had happened to it. It wasn't rotting by any means. It was just looking, it was looking actually like kind of still decent. Um, and then the rice jar that he said, I hate you to was starting to get all moldy and weird and yellow and kind of like it wasn't looking too hot. <laughs> um, and then the jar that he ignored was turning black and like, oh my God. So, so ignoring is actually worse than <gasps> hating. So even if you have negative emotions, that's actually better then than having no emotions. Oh my gosh. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's a suppressed emotion. They make you sick. I think that that's what creates yes. disease in the body. Not acknowledging. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that makes a lot of sense yes. to me. So yes. you actually, does this means that every single day you wake up and you speak beautiful things into your water and then you drink yes. it. Yes. 
Exactly. And you can even do it, you know, like tea that I'm drinking right now. It has water in it. Actually, just before we got on here, I was like speaking in some good intentions. I was like, this podcast is going to go well, like, you know, all, all sorts of different things. But you can do it for so many things. If you want to feel a certain way and you think about our bodies, our bodies are made up of mostly water. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you could, whatever you speak to yourself, the constant thoughts that you're thinking every day affects your body. Um, so, listening to yourself, kind of hearing like, how am I talking to myself every day? How can I change that to something that's more loving? Because you'll transform your whole structure in your body, your whole like frequency that you have going on. Um, But yeah, one thing that you can do for like manifestation is if you have water in front of you or if you have tea or anything that has like water within it, you can speak your intentions into that water. You can even speak your desires or certain emotions that you want to feel. So if you're wanting to attract love in your life, you can hold that water and you can say like, you know, I'm attracting the most beautiful like man or woman into my life and they love me so much. They want me just as much as I want them and it's going to be the perfect connection. And you can think about all those different emotions that you want to feel and that'll get absorbed in the water it'll change that kind of like structure molecular structure of the water and then when you drink it your body is made up of mostly water and you are reminding your body to feel that way Mm -hmm. Um, and you're reminding your body to take on that new energy so it's a great way to kind of like change your state Um, so yeah that's something I love to do I love it too you know why I just because everyone's like do your affirmations write the sticky note on the thing and yes that's lovely love that don't want to knock that but like there is something so um ceremonial about speaking it into a cup and I always blow on it. Like I speak the words and then I just, I don't know why I want to blow on the water, like seal it in there. (laughs) And then when you drink it and you have the physical sensation, I don't know why when I do this, I actually feel the water going down my throat and hitting my belly in a different way. Like I'm more aware. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's something magical about speaking, speaking the truth about what you truly desire in your life and then drinking it in. It's like this outward expression that you bring in. And I think it's one of the most looked over powerful manifestation tools we've got. And I'm so happy that you're talking about it openly because Thank you. I mean, I think it's a powerful one. Yeah. I mean, it's so woo woo, but it's so interesting because there's like there's some legitimate sort of like science behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of people that have, you know, dismissed kind of Dr. Moto and what he does. But, you know, do the rice experiment in your own house. Like take those three jars and practice it and see how it works for yourself. And um, it's very interesting just what happens. And as long as you're kind of like dedicated to the process, you know, you can kind of see that transformation. And, you know, you don't even need to do this method with water. But yeah, just like you said, it's kind of makes it a little bit of a ceremony. And then when you drink it, I totally feel that difference too. When you're yeah. drinking it, it makes your throat feel different. You're like, <laughs> I feel like this water is a different vibration. Like this feels like I'm drinking some sort of magic liquid right now. Dude, I just like making everything in my life a ceremony. My whole life yeah. right now is a big, weird ceremony. And I don't care who thinks it's funny. Like, I love it. It just feels better. It feels good to like live a life like this where everything's beautiful. I make everything beautiful right now. Okay. Oh, this just reminded me. So, um, you talk a lot about strengthening your inner wisdom because I, I mean, here's the thing about you. You are gifted in this arena. This is, this is your gifting. You are talented. You have this like esoteric, like I think your body's made for this type of technology, reading tarot, understanding it, delivering it to the collective in the way that you do. But you talk a lot about I mean, almost like encouraging the audience to build within them their own inner wisdom. Like they can start doing this. I could start doing this. And it's, and you said that you actually started using tarot on yourself. Like using tarot can help you build your own inner wisdom, that own um, 
it's almost like you have a specific understanding that is just for you of the cards. And you had to do that by just starting one day. You just start pulling cards and then that muscle builds. So I was curious to know how you suggest the audience starts building their own inner wisdom, either with tarot, without tarot. Like, how did it happen for you, I guess? Um, is the, the main thing is just having a genuine curiosity. And for me, I think I, I've kind of gone about my journey with having a lot of curiosity about like asking myself, why is this happening in my life? Like Mm. if I'm having like a repetitive thing happening in relationships, why is that happening in my life? How, how am I causing this? Because a lot of the times we look at the external world and we think that the external world is just happening to us. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times we're perpetuating certain things to happen. And so for me, I've always had like this genuine curiosity of like, okay, why am I attracting that? Why do I keep experiencing this certain thing? Why do I keep having certain interactions that are going this way? Or why can I not get to my dreams or goals? Why am I feeling resistance here? So having a genuine curiosity um, has made me kind of dive into all sorts of different things. um, That being like psychology or even learning about business or just learning about all sorts of different things. I'm interested in pretty much everything. Having a genuine curiosity will help you grow so much in life because um, we sometimes plateau because we're not curious. We're not curious about, you know, why is this happening or why is that not happening? When we have a curiosity, we're going to search for answers deeper than what we would if we kind of just, you know, just coasted along and we learned based on whatever came to us. If we're really curious and we want to go deeper, we can discover so much. And so even if you're using tarot and you want to know the deeper meanings of it, if a card comes up and and maybe you don't know what it is, looking into all sorts of different books, don't even look into just one book, look into mm. this book, that book. What does that one say? What does this one say? Or what do I see within this card? Where have I seen this symbol before? What do feathers mean to me if there's a feather on the card? What like What do all these things mean? to me and what do they mean to other people? And then you can kind of take all that information and kind of, you know, take it all together and in like a collective piece and piece together your own sort of uh, wisdom from that. So I'd say for anyone gaining wisdom is just have a real genuine curiosity for all things Um, because it can't just be one realm because if you're just one realm, um, it can be really, it can get really stagnant or sometimes it's not very well-rounded. So um, for example, I've known, I, I've seen a lot of like, for example, like scientists or people that are really curious about a certain subject, the ones that tend to master, in my opinion, I don't think there's ever true mastery, but the ones that tend to get really, really good at what they do are the ones that look into other sciences as well. Ones that look into all sorts of other things. So if you want to be a good geologist, maybe learn about like ancient symbolism too, because maybe when you're looking at certain ancient sites and you're looking at the geology of why something's occurred, looking into ancient symbolism maybe is going to make you see things a different way or looking into um, other sciences are going to make you see stuff a different way. So for anything in life, I'd say, you know, look into more than what you currently think that you should, because you're going to piece together so many different things in doing that. Pardon the interruption, guys. Today's episode is sponsored by the Open App. Open has unlimited live and on-demand classes with teachers that make you feel like you are in person. So it takes the guesswork out of meditation, breath work, and movement. Getting into a spiritual practice is so overwhelming, and I know this because um, it's been my life for the last decade. So this is why I love this app. Open has all the basics laid out for you in three simple categories, breath, move, and meditate. So think like mindfulness studio, but in app form. 
It's easily accessible. It's like you can do this from the comfort of your own home. You, you don't even have to get out of bed. Using this app has quickly become a part of my daily ritual and routine. It's so convenient for me and my crazy schedule. Um, I'm really stoked on the price point. It's super fair. And I like knowing that if I ever need to, I can cancel anytime. It's $20 a month. That just feels good to me. And with my code, you actually get to try it out for free for 30 days. I just know you guys are going to like it. The women who've tried it and who have DM'd me are like over the moon ecstatic about this app, you guys. So I worked out a deal with open to get you all 30 days free to try out and see if you enjoy it as much as I do. There's a link in the show notes. It's with open.com slash Wesley, and I'll be sharing it on social too. So again, you can go to with open.com slash Wesley and use my code Wesley. You'll get 30 days free of unlimited live and on demand breath work, meditation, yoga, Pilates, and so much more. You guys, really give it a shot. This is a steal of a deal. Now let's get back to the show. So when I started my spiritual awakening, I felt like a loony too. Like I felt like crazy because I started finding meaning in every single thing that I came across. Like it felt interpersonal to me, specific to me. And then if I, I would like fact check things, like, like reference things online and people had totally different meanings than me, but because it resonated to, to me and myself, I could kind of disregard what other people thought. And the meaning that I found, it would become truth, like fundamental truth. And I know that that's what you're saying when you say like, look into it for yourself. What does it mean to you? You make it interpersonal. And then those signs and symbols start showing up for you even stronger. That's like the muscle that I think is, um, can be built over time when you really are open and, and utilize this tech. To me, it's freaking technology, like a phone. It is the same thing. (laughs) It's fascinating to me, but, um, absolutely. Okay, so I was really hoping, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind pulling a collective reading with the cards for my audience, the Wake Up With West. And I should tell you about them really fast. So this is who's listening to us. They are people who are on this spiritual path. They are, they're from beginning, they're just getting their sea legs to like deep in this work. They are open. And here's the one thing about this audience. They are curious. They are seekers. They are, they are, um. They're open to the unknown. So everyone's just figuring it out here, including me. I don't think I have anything mastered yet, but I'm I'm really open to continually growing and finding more beautiful meaning in life. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. We're all just trying to figure it out together. Well, that's the best place to be because that's the place where growth happens too. Because right when you think that you've mastered something, you've basically capped yourself off and you won't <laughs> grow anymore. And there's no such thing as like, actual true mastery because I feel like we could take anything like anything in this world can be done better Mm -hmm. always there's always room for improvement and so as long as you stay curious as long as you never think that you've mastered anything you will open up so many more doors for yourself word sister word yes I hear that yes but yes let's pull some collective cards so okay um so just we want like I don't know basically whatever spirit has to say right now for the collective okay I would love that All right, what does spirit have to say for the collective audience listening to this right now? Let's see. I need to tell Abby right now to come watch. Abby is the producer, you guys, and she's the one who found Jim. And I'm like, she's so excited about this. You have to watch this. She's pulling a collective reading. 
We're getting everyone oh, in. We're getting yes, everyone. I love this. Okay. I love this. <laughs> um, so one of the first cards that we have is the three of wands, uh, but it is reversed in this one. Okay. So this is about getting out of your shell, getting out of your comfort zone. So one of the collective messages that's coming up is, you know, sometimes we can have an idea of what we want, but we know that we need to step outside of our comfort zone in order, in order to get there. And when this card comes up reversed, it kind of shows that maybe some of us are um, holding ourselves back or we're scared of like taking that next step. We're scared of actually getting out there because stepping into the unknown is kind of scary. We don't know what's going to happen when we're in the unknown. We don't know what we're going to run into. And so Sometimes we're like, oh, I'm going to stay in my box, but we keep dreaming of a better life. We keep dreaming of something bigger. And we're like, oh, I really want to do that. But I don't want to actually take that step because that's really scary. And like, I need to prepare myself. There's no amount that you could ever like prepare yourself to for something that you don't know. Hmm. Right. Uh -huh. So sometimes we just have to get our foot wet. Sometimes we just have to dive in because we can't learn how to swim without going in the water. You know, we could learn the technical technicalities of like, we just need to move our arms, but that's something that kind of happens naturally anyway. So sometimes oh. we just kind of need to go into the water and get our, we need to at least dip our foot in there so we can get a little bit familiar with it. Um, so one of the messages coming up is about expansion, getting out of your comfort zone, getting more into that. Um, and we also have the two of cups coming up. And this one is about kind of connections. So what, what kind of people do you really want in your life? Who really resonates with you? Because this card is all about finding people that um, really see eye to eye with you. And so that's another big message that's coming up. So who do we have in our life that maybe, maybe they're kind of keeping us at our same old self, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need to make new connections with people that, you know, we really look up to or people that kind of are like who we want to be, what we aspire to. And when we can make those connections, a lot of the times we can get that support. And sometimes when we have that support, it's a lot more comfortable to kind of step out into that unknown because we can connect with people that maybe have either done it before or maybe they're also on that same path and we can just relate to them. Mm -hmm. So that can be something that's really helpful. Another thing um, that we have coming up is the 10 of the 10 of wands being reversed. This card is um, representing letting go of things that are no longer serving us or at least letting go of responsibilities or other things that we've been doing in our life that are holding us back or holding us down or weighing on us. Mm -hmm. So are we still taking on things or saying yes to things that we know deep down inside that we don't really want to do? Are we still saying yes to obligations or plans with people that we're like, I could be working on myself. I could be working on my stuff, but I'm saying, I'm saying yes to everything that I'm so used to doing because sometimes the way that we're wired, the things that we're so used to saying yes to, it's hard to break out of those. Yeah. Our brain naturally goes like, oh yes, I feel comfortable saying yes to going out with my friends. It's going to make me feel comfortable. But is it stopping you from other things? Is this just a habit that we're used to saying yes to? But then afterwards we're like, oh, I really distracted myself from doing what I really want to do. Or are we stuck doing, um, even are we stuck in a job that we don't want to be? Are we stuck continuing tasks that we don't want to continue doing? And then we have the lovers. This card deals with being authentic. Mm -hmm. So how can we be more authentic to ourselves? How can we honor ourselves? How can we show up being fully naked? The reason why the lovers is depicted as two naked people is because this is like declothe yourself. Stop putting on an identity that doesn't match who you really are. Let's stop kind of showing up and, and covering up who we really are and putting on sugarcoating everything and being like, no, everything's fine. You know, I can still continue on like this. If we feel something, let's like go out there and say it. Let's be like, you know what? 
this is who I really am. This is who I really want to be right now. And this is who I feel is like birthing out of me. This is what I, wa- what I want to show up as, right? So that's the lover. So it ends up on that good note about who do we really want to be, who really resonates with that, and what can we discard that is that has been holding us back from that. This, okay, so. you're... Listen, my show, my season two is not aired yet. It's it airs on mm-hmm. September fourteenth. I don't know when this is gonna air. You are gonna die if you listen to my first solo episode coming out. I I shit you not. You just outlined every single part of my story. <laughs> so I know this one was for the collective, but like, can the collective just maybe it's me? Like maybe that one was for <laughs> that was me in a nutshell. Like, it's funny, dude. I cannot believe it. It makes me laugh how accurate it is. Like, it's wild. I want to put whatever episode this is right after my first because it is too funny. Those cards that you just pulled out, it's my entire where I've been for the last two years. Like, wow, I know, which means it's probably where my audience has been too. Like, they're growing with me. You're growing with them. Like, it's it's all the... It's the same energy. I feel like we're really all in this collective energy. We're on this, we're hitting this chord right now that what's not working for us is not working for us. And we're all waking up to that. I think that that was 2020. We all had time to like chill out, reevaluate. And it was like a pattern interruption. Everyone's like, oh, the world shut down. I feel like it was such um, a pattern interrupter that we had nothing else to do but to kind of self-evaluate and flip course, change course to a more authentic life. And if that wasn't what those cards just said, then I don't know. That's wild. Absolutely. That is so wild. And, I, you know, it's so interesting that you brought up like um, 2020 as well, because I feel like that was such a collective time of like purging and it was the world mm. changing. And, you know, a lot of us went through so many people went through a lot of devastation through that time too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of like, we could also take that moment and see there there have been a few blessings that we've gotten out of that moment. And if we can start focusing on that, we can begin growing those things. And so some of the blessings have been, you know, this was, as you brought up, a time for a lot of people to change course. Yeah. And I feel like that's been opening up that opportunity because a lot of us got the time to really reflect and also to find out and see what really matters, especially having so much like chaos in the world. It really helps us refocus back onto like what really matters, what this life really is. And it's interesting because I was recently talking to um, one of my friends recently and we were discussing how so many people have always talked about like, oh, I really want to do this in my life. I really want to do that in my life. I really want to travel. And then all of a sudden when travel gets taken away from us, that's <laughs> And we're like, no, even though none of us were traveling, like, know. you know, so, some of us were like, oh, I'm going to travel in the future. I'm going to travel in the future. But it sometimes we don't do the things that we say we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But then when that, that privilege gets taken away from us, we're like, oh, I really want to do that. It shows and us our us, burning desire. Yeah. When you can't it do does. it, you're like, oh, it hurts. It hurts because exactly. you want to so that. Yeah. So we've all realized the pain of not doing what we really want to do, especially when those things got taken away from us. And it also brought us a lot closer to the people that we love, I think, because, you know, a lot of people lost, they lost people that they really, really loved. You know, some, some people have lost like really close family members in that. And, you know, that's something that's really sad, but you know, it also really does help us awaken to the fact of like, am I spending enough time with the people that I love? Am I, you know, am I connecting with them enough? Am I, do I really, you know, do I get enough time? And at the end of the day, I feel like even with the people that we love, you know, when they do um, like pass on, it's like we never really get enough time. There's no such thing as enough time at the end of the day. So yeah, it's like, it, I think it really helped people 
focus on what is a priority for me. And at least that's what I've gotten out of um, 2020 is like, what is really a priority for me? And what do I want to bring in more into my life? What do I really want to do? So yeah. I know it was it a came weird with some blessings. time. It really yeah. did. It was a hard time, yeah. came with some blessings. And I think that now I've just felt this energy shift. It's been two years now, two years. Yeah. And we're all kind of like still in recovery mode and things are getting kind of wild and wonky all over again, but we're, we're all more armored up. Like we, we, we all know how to yeah. do this better now, but yeah, it's been such a reflective time in my life. And those cards, especially the connection one, I think everyone is really evaluating their connections. Who is helping me be who I want to become? The, uh, you going out at, to dinners that you're like, man, that did not feed me. That drained me. And it has nothing to do. It's not a diss on the people that you're with. It's just about our personal energy expenditure and owning that and really being like careful with with how we spend our time and energy, because at the end of the day, it's our fuel source. It's all we have. We have to allot it to the correct things that that push us forward instead of people pleasing, you know, doing what we've always exactly. done. Exactly. Exactly. So, wow. I love yeah, that. And breaking those, those subconscious patterns too. Cause yeah, I feel like subconscious patterns hold people back a lot. I know, you know, that's one of the main things because we're wired a certain way because we're so used to doing things a certain way. We're so used to saying yes to certain stuff. And so to break that habit can mm -hmm. feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, it, we're stepping again outside of that comfort zone. Even if it's as simple as like staying home and working on your dreams, sometimes that can feel uncomfortable versus, you know, a friend that's like, hey, let's go out to dinner. And it's like, that sounds really fun. I'm going to yeah. do that instead. But then let's we come distract. back home and we're like, and we're like, ah, it's been another day that I haven't done the things that I wanted to do, <laughs> totally. you know? So yeah. It's a hard pattern to get out of. But once you do, yeah. I can tell you from experience, that is when yes. your life actually starts. Your exactly. real life, your, your life. That's when exactly. it starts. Exactly. And it's because your brain, it, it's already familiar with going out to your friend for dinner. You know, you're going to laugh and your brain's like, oh, you know what? That seems more comfortable. But your brain hasn't yet, you know, started associating, you know, doing those other things that you're not used to. It hasn't associated that yet with a bunch of pleasure. So if, at first in the moment, you know, sometimes, you know, our brain wants that quick, that quick release. And so our brain's like, you know, what? let's go do the thing that we already know is comfortable. We already know what, what we're going to get out of it, but we don't know what we're going to get out of sitting at home and working on something that we've really wanted to work on for a long time or, you know, going and saying yes to something that does make us step outside of our comfort zone. So Gosh. it's about that real commitment and training yourself and getting over your own habits, getting over your own like inner kind of neurological wiring that we currently have going on. So it's about being aware of it and saying, you know what, I know that that sounds good right now, but I've also been telling myself that I want to do this. So that is what I'm going to commit to. And it's about that real commitment because, um, change happens in an instant. We think about change. It actually happens really fast, but it's the buildup to the change that takes usually people a long time. Um, but change actually happens in an instant. So you can change right this second by making an actual decision and saying like, that is absolutely it. That is what I'm going to do. And I've been training myself that with cold water, actually. Oh, so same. one of, one do you of do the cold ways. Plunges? Yes, yes. 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 That is a great way to train your brain. Uh -huh. You know, it's such a great way. Cause if you tell yourself, like, I'm going to get into that water, I have 10 seconds, and then I'm going to just get into that water fully submerged. I'm not going to chicken out. I'm not going to go one toe in, two toes in, you know, mm -hmm. you know, cause sometimes that's, that's what we do because we know that it's difficult to do, but we can train our brain like, Hey, I am going to just do what I say I'm going to do. And I'm going to train myself this by stepping into a cold shower, stepping into a cold plunge, and I'm going to do it. So you can build up that rapport with yourself of like, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm oh, not yeah. going to, 
change my mind. And that's going to be what really starts to change your life. Cause we only change the, the only thing that we can do to create change is if we change, mm-hmm. that's it. That's the only thing. That's how we create change. God, okay. Nothing will change without us. I'm yeah. listening to you because you're the sun, you're the wheel of the fortune, and you're the magician. You understand this. Like, this is you in a nutshell. We're going to listen to you. Gosh, okay. Well, I just, I appreciate you so much. I want to thank you for coming on this show, for pulling cards for us. You're such like a wealth of information. And I mean, I, this is the very tip of the iceberg. Like, just everyone, please go find, she's called the Gem Goddess on YouTube. You have so many videos. And then, and what else, where else can we find you? What do you have to offer? Like rally here where, what do you want the audience to know about you? All right. So, um, obviously YouTube, the gem goddess. Um, I also, I'm on Instagram. My Instagram is the goddess gem. Um, and then, uh, I also have a jewelry store. I create jewelry and that is called Luna gem. I create like there's handmade bracelets. There's like a bunch of other things on there. So, um, I also have that. And then I also do courses. So if anyone's interested in learning tarot, I have a tarot course. Um, and if you go to my website, thegemgoddess.com, all the, all my courses will be on there. I also have a course for manifestation. Um, and I have a book on tarot. So yeah, God, you that's got a basically lot. all the resources. Yeah. And okay. there's more to come. So <laughs> I'm so excited. Listen, I'm following you for life. I'm like a fan. Oh. I, I'm, I'm about it. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on everyone. Please go find Liana at the gem goddess on YouTube and all the other places. And just thank you again. This was lovely. Thank you so much for having me on. I've had so much fun talking with you. Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) All right, you guys. See you next week. Bye.